I can't believe I've worked with you for nine years. And I feel like I've gotten to know you better in the last three calls than all of the nine years. Welcome to the Inspire Podcast, where we examine what it takes to intentionally inspire. I'm your host, Bart Egnall, President and CEO of The Humphrey Group. And if you've ever asked yourself, how can you develop an authentic leadership presence? Or how can you tell stories that have people hanging off every word? Well, then this podcast is for you. And it's not just for executives. This is a podcast for anyone who wants to influence and inspire others in their work, but also in their life. Hi there. I hope you're enjoying the Inspire podcast, especially now that I have been releasing them weekly, something that I intend to do until the end of season one. If you are enjoying it, before you go on, pause, pull out your phone, go to your computer, take a moment, rate, review the podcast. It's a great way to say thank you. It's a great way to help others find the show. And I read every comment. So thanks for doing that. My guests on today's episode of the Inspire Podcast, and yes, this is a rare two-person interview, are Carrie Fraser and Karis Hugardi, both from the commercial real estate company Collier's. And I had them on to talk about storytelling. Now, if you've listened to this podcast since I've launched, you know that I had an earlier episode with Margot Gooley talking about why leaders need to be storytellers. And Collier's is a company that believes that. In fact, they brought us in and uh, we've been very privileged to work on developing storytelling skills uh, within their company. But I didn't want to rehash that episode. And, and what I wanted to do was talk about what happens after you have training and what Karis and Carrie have done is sought to not just put people through a course and teach them how to tell great stories, but to create an entire culture of storytelling within the business. And that's what I have them on to talk about. You'll hear about what they had to do to convince people that storytelling is not only something they should do, but something that's going to make them more effective in their jobs. You'll hear about some of the organizational steps they took to embed storytelling into the culture. You'll hear about how you can support your colleagues and get valuable feedback as you develop storytelling skills, and you'll hear about why it's all worth doing. Now, here's the episode. So today on the Inspire podcast, I'm pleased to welcome uh, Carrie Fraser and Karis Hugardi, both from Collier's. And if you don't know Collier's, there's a fair chance that you've been in one of the buildings that they have brought to market. They are a global commercial real estate company, and uh, they do more than just commercial real estate. They really are involved in shaping the communities uh, around the world where their properties exist. Uh, and Carrie is the vice president of people services for North America, and Karis is the director of talent acquisition for North America. And they both join me today from Vancouver. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. Hi. Yeah, great to have you both on the podcast. And, you know, the topic we are going to focus on is how you at Collier's are creating a tribe of storytellers. Uh, And I'm very excited to explore why you thought it was important to create storytellers, but more uh, importantly, how you did it. Because storytelling uh, is such a fundamentally important skill. I just came back from a conference on the future of executive 
education in uh, in Chicago this week. And one of the things that st- uh, stuck in my mind was that one of the speakers said, people think in stories. And if you do not give them the stories, their minds will create them for you. So let me ask you, my first question is, what is storytelling? I'll jump in on this one. This is Keris. Um, I think for us, the the reason we've looked at storytelling so um, intensely over the last little while is is an opportunity for our leaders and our employees to actually take information and facts and bring it to life in a way that we haven't been able to do before. So from a recruitment and talent acquisition perspective, being able to tell the why Collier's story um, from each and every individual's perspective is something that we've been really focused on and giving them the tools and resources to be able to create those stories and then use them in everyday conversations um, has has been quite a journey. What would you say that storytelling is in this business context? So it's an opportunity for us to to, to message why people would be interested in looking at Colliers as a as an employer um, primarily. So this was the the first reason that that or the first um, I, I guess objective that we had around storytelling was to utilize our employment brand, um, which is fairly recently launched uh, just in the last year, and be able to give our leaders a tangible way of taking that message and being able to articulate it in a way that was meaningful, that created connection and emotion to help others understand why they love working at Colliers, why they stay at Colliers, what is it about Colliers that really resonates with them, and to share that information in a way that um, actually drives to the heart of it. Um, what we've discovered is that just by downloading facts and information, we're not necessarily differentiating ourselves from our competitors, but at the same time, we're not leaving the lasting impression that a story can do because it really hits at the heart of what resonates with people. Yeah. And I think that emotional connection, that authentic yeah. connection is what makes storytelling so powerful. Uh, and is more important than ever, as you said, to to differentiate yourself. And a question I have for you is, why weren't people telling stories already? I mean, given that it is so powerful, why weren't they doing it at Collier's? So what I would say is I th- I think telling a story, it you're suddenly re- revealing something more personal about yourself. So you're putting yourself out there. So it does take a little bit more courage and uh, I also think that a lot of times people may think that people aren't interested in hearing it, in hearing what that story is. So we found that our leaders, and myself included, we would get in front of a candidate and we would say these things that were very true about Collier's, like, we have a great platform. We're very collaborative. We really help people with their career development. And yet all those things are true, but I don't know, everyone else is hmm. saying that. So everyone else is saying that. <laughs> right. So uh, so if I take career development, uh, I'm much better to actually just share my journey at Collier's and that, you know, gosh, I joined here almost a decade ago and I came in at that point, I joined a team of three people. And so I made up four. And, you know, fast forward 10 years later, I'm now the VP of HR overseeing a team of 70. And I can share some of the programs that I've been involved in building. That's more memorable, but I'm, but I'm putting myself out there. It's a more courageous, vulnerable spot to be in. 
Yeah, and I think that's that's a great reason why people are uh, apprehensive, if you will, about doing it. But also, I think they it's why they they also wonder how do I do it? You know, how much do you share? Because you know, everyone, of course, yeah. has been in that story that has been an overshare. <laughs> Or, yeah, and I was going to uh, say, I think yeah. I think people assume it's it's easy. It's not. It's actually it's, not. it's actually quite <laughs> difficult to tell a story, as as we've discovered on on our journey. And you know, pe- people will assume that they're already good storytellers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. but the amount of times you hear them downloading those facts or or just talking about information and not actually you know proving that to be true through a story is you know it's it's immense most people don't realize that there's actually a a methodology behind telling a good story um and that's why i think people when you say why haven't we done it before well a lot of people don't actually know how to tell a good story yeah Yeah, and that's that's, i think that's very true you know certainly that's why you know a couple years ago we developed you know our program on storytelling and i think it's probably why we ended up partnering with you to support that Mm -hmm. Um, because it is a skill and, you know, I had no idea myself, you know, how much work goes into a movie arc, for example, a great narrative. So, you know, I think you're right. People often wonder, okay, so how do I do it? Let's say I I accept that I want to tell stories. How do you now teach people or how have you taught people at Collier's to become storytellers? What would the first step be? Okay. So, we engaged with the Humphrey Group. Um, we we found what we wanted to do is find somebody that's an expert in this space. And so we had engaged with the Humphrey Group on the Taking the Stage program and knew that you had this program. Um, so that's what we did. We felt like, let's make sure that we get the absolute experts in this space, uh, bring together I think 25 of our leaders across Canada. And we did a full day session in Toronto with that with those group of managers and really dove into the methodology of telling telling a story and we aligned it with the rollout of our new employment brand so that they could actually walk out of there and use that as a bit of a hmm. case study um, right. of why Colliers and utilizing that as a as a kicking off point for that. And so, and so you're involved in, as you said, talent acquisition. You you believe in storytelling. So give me a story, Karis. If you were recruiting someone, what would be, a, uh, and you know maybe there is someone you have recruited successfully. It would be even better to have a real a real success example of a story that you've told and modified to make it relevant and and real for them. I'm going to probably make Kerry laugh here a little bit, but I often tell the story about when when I arrived um, and uh, took on the um, employment branding program. Um, there'd been a lot of work already gone into the program with marketing, with human resources, working really closely together to build out um, the, the employment brand, which is known as the power of B. Um and I arrived and, and the remit was here, we've got this so far, take it, launch it, make it happen. And then Kerry goes on vacation for a month to Africa and she's like totally off grid, um, <laughs> like no, 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 no contact at all. She's like, you, you got this, you'll be fine, you'll be great, don't worry about it. Um, and do you know what I was? Because I actually felt like I was empowered to make some of those decisions. And, you know, there were a lot of decisions to be made, um, but 
I, I felt empowered to do that because I felt that I've got a really collaborative and supportive team around me. And, you know, coming out the other end, Kerry comes back from Africa. I was like, how's it going? It's like, it's going great. And this has happened <laughs> and that's happened. And you're still able to move things forward because I'm not constantly looking to get sign off for this or um, approval for that. You know, we're, we're hired as individuals here at Colliers and are trusted to make those kinds of decisions. And, and that's a really amazing environment to work in. And so that's the story that I often tell people that are, I say, well, what's it like to work there? You know, how much autonomy do I actually have or how much responsibility mm-hmm. do I have? I love that story. So and I love that, mm-hmm. that you went to Africa, Carrie, and had total trust. <laughs> I mean, because that really shows, yeah. you know, you can, you can have all those cliches about it's a flat structure. We empower people. But that story shows it. Yeah, exactly. It's real. So yeah. Another thing you both talked about, which I think is really important, is for anyone listening who might take a course or read a book or start the practice of storytelling and only to find it trails off as a skill that I know you have both taken ownership within Collier's of embedding the skill of ensuring sustainability in the organization. And there's some neat ways you've done that. One of which you mentioned is the story bank. So what is the story bank? Yeah, so one of the first things that we did coming out of the training that we did with the 25 leaders is we broke the group up into cohorts. So we had seven different teams of three or four people. We assigned a team leader to each and they they were asked to meet every two weeks. And within that two weeks, there was homework uh, where they would uh, come up with, you know, three stories around to build up that bank um, of different candidates that you may be speaking to and come up with your stories. And you got to practice it with each other, hold each other accountable, provide feedback, make changes. And so that was that was a big, a very important factor of keeping the learnings going and continuing to practice it. Um, And then at the end of it, so we did that for a few months and we had uh, this very large conference that we do, an America's conference where there's like 1500 people that attend. And there we had asked them to be prepared to share one of their stories on video that we were going to use within our employment brand on our career site. So again, there was that accountability factor at Mm -hmm. the end of it. Um, And then these people that have been, I'm going to call them team leaders, they've been really, I'm going to say tasked with uh, holding all of us accountable for continuing to use it in different ways, whether we're at a doing a town hall, we're going into an interview, I'm presenting someplace, Mm -hmm. we have that, I'm going to say authority to give feedback and hold each other accountable around storytelling. And did you find that people committed to it? And what did you observe for those who did as they began this practice of embedding it in their their work and preparing for events like this? Yeah, overall, I would say people were very committed to it. And what I saw was some big aha moments from people. And, you know, I can tell you from the group that I worked with, there was three of us. And so I was the team leader. And we even had some moments where I was working with a managing director and I've worked with him for nine years. And we were obviously sharing stories of ourselves um, at Collier's. And I think it was our third phone call. 
And he said to me, you know, Carrie, I just wanted to tell you that I was probably the biggest skeptic in this. And I, I get it. I've had a major aha moment. But not only that is I can't believe I've worked with you for nine years. And I feel like I've gotten to know you better in the last three calls than all of the nine years. <laughs> yeah. And that was really powerful because we would get, we would talk to each other a lot, but we were just sharing information. It was so surface, right? And all of a sudden you're telling stories and, and giving each other feedback. And that's when the real relation, you know, that relationship mm -hmm. and impact started. And so he mm. could really understand how that would work with a client, with his mm. team when he's leading a sales meeting or meeting with a client. So I would say major aha moments. Yeah, I love that story because it really goes to the power. It's not about transferring the information, but about that vulnerability and that personal connection that you forge through storytelling. Yeah, and, exactly. And this concept of the story bank, can you elaborate on that for me? What what you create collectively? Sometimes, sometimes it's individuals. So individuals, I think, feel now empowered to be able to create their own story bank. And so look for opportunities to... Um, draw upon stories that they'll be able to use in in uh, on multiple occasions um, mm. and and have that bank there and then as Kerry kind of alluded to there in one instance you know there's the opportunity to share those stories with other people and actually telling somebody else's story is mm. is just as powerful as telling your own story sorry yeah. sorry to interrupt on the surface you would say stories are your own <laughs> can you really tell yeah. someone else's story and and how yeah, and and absolutely, and I think it's um it, it's as I say it's just as powerful, and sometimes somebody else's story because it needs to be real. It needs to be you need to believe in it, and and you know if if it's if you're making the story up, it it won't resonate the same way. So if you don't have your own story to demonstrate a point, I think it's really powerful to take somebody else's story and say, hey, look, um, there's this individual that I've worked with, and this has happened, and and this is how mm. they've reacted to it, and this is what the outcome is, and and be able to tell that story because it still demonstrates the facts and the information in a way that's real and tangible. Um, and being able to to work with each other and use each other's stories to demonstrate a fact in, for multiple different angles. So my story about empowerment, you know, that there's probably, you know, dozens of other stories about empowerment that are slightly different uh, or very different, but it still drives home the same point and different mm -hmm. things resonate with different people. And so to be able to use your own stories as well as those of others is is also very uh, impactful. So we, we, we've encouraged people to do that as well. And one of the things that we're looking to do from a talent acquisition perspective, having put the team, the talent acquisition team now through the storytelling training is for them to work with their hiring managers to elicit stories out of their hiring managers. So mm -hmm. the talent acquisition team are um, are promoting our career opportunities um, and a really powerful way of doing that is to get the story from the hiring manager about why this is such a great a great opportunity. And they now know the questions to ask to elicit that information and elicit that story out of the hiring manager that they can then use when they're having interviews with potential candidates that they want to that they want to shortlist. And so using somebody else's story is just as powerful as, as using your own um, yes. if you can relate it to, to, to the belief and the message that you're trying to drive across. Yeah, I think that's a really uh, important point that when you're telling stories with your colleagues or people you're 
working with on the client side, you're not just building the connection for them directly. You're also empowering them to take those stories and use them. And, and what, I, yeah. what I'm taking away is it's not that you're telling the story as though you were them. <laughs> it's that you were no. relating that that person's story <laughs> as almost yes. an intermediary. So that's uh, exactly that's right. Yeah. So another, yeah. another thing that you're alluding to here, which I think is very important, I want to delve into is how you coach, guide, <laughs> critique the stories of others because as you've said earlier some people think they're good storytellers but are not <laughs> some people tell stories that go on too long or stories that have nothing to re- that relate to what the topic is what do you how do you coach someone to tell a better story and that's a, a really good question. And I think, um, you know, we, we've certainly leaned on um, the wonderful folks at the Humphrey Group in terms of helping us to to, de- to deliver that message further internally as well. Um, and so we've got, you know, some, some great guidance and, and advice and tips on how we can help to um, – to enable others to tell great stories. So that, that's been a big part of it. Um, but I think as we kind of continue on this journey, and, and as Kerry alluded to earlier as well, by working in those cohorts and building that relationship and giving that permission to be vulnerable um, as well as feel comfortable in giving feedback, constructive feedback, um, and that everybody understands that, that that's the environment we've created um, actually makes it quite easy to have those conversations. Um, and as, you know, coming to those conversations with the right intent, i.e. I want to be a better storyteller, help me, um, as well as I want to help my colleagues be better storytellers in a way that's constructive, uh, actually makes those conversations fairly easy to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting somebody else's perspective on something is is hugely valuable because you can be right. so encased in, in your own story that you, you forget how that's resonating with somebody else. And that's the important thing is the message I want to get across, am I actually getting it across? How could I do that better? Um, you know, or mm-hmm. am I am I drawing myself back into that habit of of relaying information and facts and not using the story to really demonstrate the the point I want to get across? And so, mm-hmm. having that outside influence and that outside feedback is is super valuable. And I think everybody's um, you know really taken that on board. Well, and I think what you've done, of course, we we love partnering with you. We know we can't be there. <laughs> Uh, nor should we be there day in, day out. And that's why I think this the sustainment mm-hmm. groups you have are powerful. I'd be interested yeah. in when you create that environment from each of you, what is the one thing that you see that people can and should get better at to tell exceptional stories? I think courage is a big one. I think, as Kerry mentioned earlier, people people can be afraid of oversharing or or misunderstand the the the, the relationship that personal can have with professional and they don't want to do the wrong thing. And I think it's about being open to vulnerability and being courageous in those, in, in those situations. If you can find your courage to tell the story, then, um, you know, the technical aspects of it, you, you, you can improve. It's, it's just finding that initial courage and vulnerability to do it. Yeah. And I, I find, yeah, I find that one of the most, uh, the question that I hear our leaders ask themselves as a gut check is, is this uh, just information or is it a story? They're always asking, is this, is, am I just throwing a bunch of facts and information? So I think that that's always a good double check for leaders to ask themselves. That's been effective. Um, and like, what's the point? Like, what's the message or the point that I'm trying to get across? So those are two good 
gut check questions to know if you're on the right path. Yeah, I think that's, you know, getting to the essence of storytelling, right? That, as you said, Karis, the courage to be vulnerable, as Carrie said, to go beyond the information. Those are the moments where we connect as people and the idea, you know, the content doesn't matter, you know, it's secondary, but it's that mm. feeling, that mm. that thought that you leave them with. Mm. I'd be interested in knowing, you know, you, you've now created, how, how big would you say your tribe is at Collier's? <laughs> And, uh, and what benefits do you hear and see from having these storytellers across the business? I think our tribe is the majority of our senior leaders across Canada. Um, I would say our talent acquisition team, and we're growing our tribe in the U.S. next. So we're excited about that. (laughs) Yeah. And what was the second part of the question? And now that you have this tribe, what benefit Mm -hmm. or benefits are you seeing internally or externally? We host, I think it's quarterly town halls here in Vancouver. There's about 130 people from our different corporate and shared services functions. And we've been doing it for years. And every leader gets up quarterly with a big, long PowerPoint presentation and tells people what's going on. And, uh, you know, I think they're okay. A year ago, we did a town hall and we had each of the leaders come up and share their story around why Collier's. And the feedback that we got was that it was the best town hall that they've ever been to. Hmm. It was so meaningful to hear and learn something about each of our senior leaders. And then we're just preparing for our next one in November and we are using no PowerPoint because we're going to speak in stories. So oh, I, I yeah, I would say that that's the kind of impact I see when I, I can tell that we're connecting with our employees at a different level because of the storytelling. That's yeah. so powerful. I'm, I want to come to that town hall. I don't even work at the company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it, when you have a chance yeah. to hear stories, I mean, that's, that's the human connection. Yeah, and exactly. It's who we, it's why we want to work with other people. So it is. And I, yeah. I think externally as well. Um, I, I I tell you another story that that we have a a very new senior leader for for one of our business lines who joined us just in the last month and. Um, he was hugely complimentary throughout the recruitment process around having seen our employment branding and the different messages on social media or or wherever for for the power of B and and you know it really drew him in and and had him kind of hooked and interested, which which is great feedback to have. And then recently we we did a recruitment workshop with him and his senior leaders across Canada and we weaved in um, some storytelling training into into that workshop. And afterwards, he he came to me and he said, "Oh my gosh, now it all really, really makes sense." He said, "The mm-hmm. the power of B and your employment branding really drew me in, but now I know how to talk about it in a way that's going to be meaningful, and my leaders can talk about it now, and and it it, it makes total sense." So, f- for that kind of feedback to come in for somebody new to to Colliers who's still learning our culture and you know the internal workings, but for him to already feel confident after a month of being 
being able to go out and have those big conversations in a recruitment situation is 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 great. It's amazing that he feels that way, and and the storytelling just enables him to link the employment brand to the the how and be able to make that you know make that step in in, in creating those messages and sharing those messages in a way that, that is actually going to work. So that Powerful. that's exciting to get that kind of feedback as well when you think of the impact it'll have externally as well and i'm i'm wouldn't have been surprised if he also said so this is how you recruited me now i understand the truth yeah yeah Yeah, exactly ways yeah that's right well well this is this is great because you know what i think is so exciting for me you know obviously we're thrilled to be your partner on storytelling but to see how beyond the individuals we work with that you have had the vision to embed storytelling into your business to create as a competitive differentiator externally and to raise engagement internally through fostering this skill and really building this tribe of storytellers. So thank you for both sharing your story with me and with, with the listeners on Inspire today. Thank you. That was so great. Much. Thank you. If people wanted to know more about Colliers and, and your story, uh, where should they go? They can go to colliers.com. Thank you both for coming on and and enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, thank you so much. much. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Karis and Carrie of Colliers talking about how they created a culture of storytelling. I'll be back next week with another episode, an interview with Garth Nichols. Garth is a vice principal at a uh, leading independent school in Toronto. And he talks about how he is challenging orthodoxy and reshaping what teaching is. You'll enjoy the conversation.